Welcome back to Six Pack Cinema. This is not a movie episode. It's not a headliner episode. This episode is all about True Detective Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. We're going to do each episode of this show because it demands it. Thank you for tuning in. Dude, you should review movies. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, I've had a couple, so... Movie review. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you guys are watching True Detective and not just listening to a podcast about True Detective, even though you didn't see it. That'd be super weird, but we appreciate it either way. Uh, True Detective. Interesting, because I think season one took everyone by storm. I think it's regarded as one of the best seasons. Season two was pretty much a big letdown. I still think it was good. If it wasn't didn't have the True Detective name, it would have been okay, but we don't even need to get into that. Yeah. Or do you, Dave, did you there. want to? No, I, I was just going to say, I think it's not as bad as a lot of people, like, misremember because of that. They compare it to season one, where, like, yeah, but it's now, still a fantastic episode of, te- like, television. Whereas I hated it thoroughly. Yeah, I, 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 if it was its own thing, I would have been like, ah, this is okay. But now that we have season three, and we're about five minutes into this episode, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> True Detective. This is what I want. I think they should. Nick Pozzolato should never be able to set his stories in uh, an urban environment again, because the crew and him are so good at capturing these dumpy small towns in the South. Like this is in Arkansas. So the other one was what in Louisiana. Yep. So we and could both sit in the nineties, right? This is the eighties. Well, yeah, this the, is the eighties, nineties, and twenty fifteen. Yeah, yes. and the first season was nineties, correct? 90s and up to yeah, 20. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. All right. So, uh so yeah, we're just we can talk about plot points and and characters and all that but first I didn't I just gave my gut reaction basically. I I was hooked. The color palette yep. and the the theme and the setting alone are great before we even knew the story. The story yep. seems good too. Uh what are your guys gut reactions, John? You can go first. Uh my gut reaction is uh even though I I love Mahershala Mahershala Ali I was kind of skeptical because I don't, I didn't really pitch. Because when I think of True Detective, I think of Matthew McConaughey, grungy and dirty and weird. And so I was kind of skeptical going into it. But holy shit, was he amazing! He was able to play a guy in the '80s and '90s, and also a guy with Alzheimer's in 2015, seamlessly. It's just he's, I, I, he, he amazes me, and I, I, I'm so glad he's a star of this one. I thought he did really well, Dave. I agree. I think the start of this, at least, is much better than season two started. Um, Mahershala Ali is phenomenal, especially in the 2015 timeline. I keep forgetting they didn't just cast an older actor. He legitimately seems like an old man in that timeline. He changed his voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more gravelly. Yeah. I will say I am a little disappointed that it seems like for the third season in a row, it's going to deal with corrupted officials in a sex ring. They're, they're not, like, covering any new ground with that. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, what this is. I disagree. I think my, my theory later on will we'll debunk that, and it's going in a different direction. Yeah, it could be a okay, red Then hearing. our theories are different. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, I, don't, I don't think this has anything to do with sex this time. I think that I, I like... I was worried that... With the different timelines, it was going to be like, all right, are they just copy and pasting the formula? 
for season one? And is that going to be not fun and kind of like take take away from it? Because season one, it was three different timelines. It was crazy. It was like that tone. And we have a lot of that same shit here in season three. I wonder if some people are saying this is the same thing. I'm not. It, he does it so well that I don't care that it's similar in the three timelines in one case over three timelines in like the eighties and the South. Like I, I don't care the similarities cause I think he does it. They do them so well. Have has there been any feedback about like rinse and repeat season one? I saw on Reddit some worries ahead of the episode, but like I, I read discussion threads today and nobody seemed to be complaining about it now. Everyone was kind of like nervous before the season came out that he was going to be doing it, but I think it's pretty unanimous. These first two episodes were above, like above and beyond whatever anyone thought they would be. Yeah, agreed. They agree. Um, we have some. I even love like the characters they have here. We have Wayne and Roland, the two detectives, and Roland is definitely a backseat to Wayne. Unlike the first season, where they were more fifty-fifty, maybe like fifty-five, forty-five going in favor of McConaughey. This is definitely uh, Ali, the character Wayne's show. Like, Roland's his partner, but it's not a buddy-buddy situation like the last two, I don't think. Doesn't seem like no, No, not at all, but I do think this is my favorite relationship between the lead detectives out of all three seasons because it's not really contentious between them at all. They seem like good friends who, like, respect each other and have been working with each other for a while, which is really different than we got in season one or two. Yeah, season season one. I'm not. I'm not even going to talk about season two because I frankly don't remember it that well. Um, season one, it was a contentious relationship. It was. It was. They needed um, Woody Harrelson's character to kind of keep McConaughey in line. They don't need it. The, these guys are just. They're on the same page. They're, they they know exactly what they got to do. They work well together, and I think that's great. There's, there's one less thing to to complicate things, so you can focus more on the story at hand. Which isn't a bad thing when it does. It worked amazing for the first season, but that's another thing to make it different and still the same different but the same you know so it's it's good yeah i mean in that opening scene where they're shooting at rats at the at the dump like they went mm-hmm. through basically kind of their relationship and the differences because like it's slightly like he's shooting at rats they're talking about it roland tries to shoot a fox he's like don't shoot a fox and it doesn't turn into a thing he just kind of respects him he's like okay I'm not gonna shoot the fox and then what else happened he was like do you ever pay for sex when you're in vietnam he's like no nah, i guess i'm a romantic and it, it wasn't like contentious at all, but they're, but they're showing that Roland, I guess, is more of like the wild side or a little more loose cannon than Wayne. Yep. But Wayne's, we find out he's a tracker, a tracker, basically. And he goes on hunts and he, he needs, he shoot a boar because that's a respectful like match. And when he was in Vietnam, he would like spend hours just hunting tracks. And it's, he has, uh, it's his intuitiveness in it that like that's just gonna be his thing. So I thought they got his character across pretty well with that scene and just those little snippets. That good shows like this are so good at subtly, subtly, uh, like telling you things without screaming it. Like I think the way that we found out he was in Nam was like they didn't say even Vietnam, like, not even over there. You didn't yeah. even pay for it over there. I think they said like yeah, when you were in the jungle, you didn't pay for any. Yeah, yeah. It's subtle. Yeah, I like that. And then they get up, and he goes, uh, maybe we can find someone to beat the shit out of. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so they're like friends. They're buddies. And, and, and then they did find someone to beat the shit out of later on. Which, uh, before we move on from that scene, I, I 
Shannon is, is up and down in arms. She, she swears to God the fox is symbolic of something coming forward. The fact that they didn't kill it and they called it a, uh, a predatory rodent. So that's very, that's very true detective to call it something like that early on. I mm. think it's more yeah. symbolic of that Roland is more pragmatic. He was like, yeah, those things are vermin where I'm from. You kill them. Whereas well, uh, the... uh, Herschel Ali Hayes said, no, like it's innocent, no need to kill it. So I th- this is one of my theories, but I think in the 80s they end up not being 100% sure and they just pin it on someone they think is the most likely person. And Roland is the one who's okay with it, whereas Mahershala Ali, that's why he quits the force. Hmm, maybe. I think it was. I think it was also more towards the uh, how they dealt with the sex offender. They couldn't couldn't kill because he didn't do anything. Although it's he's a predatory rodent. Yeah. Yeah. He pre- yeah. That, that whole that whole thing with the with the with the sex offender was was wild. Well, Shows you that they have a very little lack of respect for the rules. Or I mean, 1980 wasn't that long ago in terms of what you can and cannot do right yeah. in terms of like so they're they're like they're 40 in, years ago i know but they're still it's not like the 20s you know they're still in True. favor they're still in favor of of beating the shit out of somebody behind the books you know yeah it was wild there's a lot of overtones with uh animals and the the corrupt like he says, I hunt things now, and it's like he's, maybe he goes and actually hunts animals, but he's also talking about he hunts killers and predators. And they did they played that throughout both episodes. They played that theme of, like, everything we were just talking about. Interesting. True Detective, like, this writing, which is why, what, what show, which is why uh, Vice, where I said it's not subtle at all, like, like there's good writing like this. It gives you the nuggets, and then it makes, as you as a viewer, you go, oh, that's that. And you feel smart for figuring out, even though everyone in the room figures out. Like, he talks about his wife and how, you know, she was really smart, and she was this, and she was that, and she was a writer, and she was a teacher. And then, like, a couple scenes later, he meets, you know, the woman who's a teacher. And as an audience, we're all thinking, oh, Oh, shit, that's going to be his wife. That's why, like... (laughs) The subtlety of writing like that is so much better. Also, the way that he talked to his wife when he said, um, how is it here? You know, the audience all knows how is it being black here, but they don't say it. It's subtle. Like, that's what makes True Detective and season one and, and now this season, it looks like so good. It's that they, they give you 80 percent or 70 percent of the information and they know that you're smart enough to finish it where bad shows hammer you over the head and it would have been like. You get you get a lot of feet, like you would it would have been so much more obvious what she, he was asking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been like, "How's the white people here? They treat you all right?" Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say like those were a couple of things that I, I love and I think are what make like this show and good writing good. You want to break right. down some of the uh, ancillary characters? We have the dad, who was in Halt and Catch Fire. Scoop McNary. Yeah, he plays. Love uh, that guy. He, we don't really know much about him right now, right? They're not ma- him and his wife aren't married anymore. No, they're married. No, they're, they're not. They're, sleeping they're like, yeah. So they're, they're not doing well, and they they only know each other three months before they got married. It was they had two kids out of wedlock, or one kid out of wedlock, and perhaps another bastard daughter of a uh, some other man. He's got problems. His mom and dad don't think that the Julie is his. The the two kids. Yeah, she doesn't think Julie says now. She and you said you didn't look at any Reddit posts. There was some no. people that pointed out that on the wall, there's a picture of 
um, what's his name, Will, and then there's a picture of Julie, and there's very clearly like, a picture missing. in the middle that was missing. I, bu- I thought that was going to be the uh, the wedding photo. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I assumed that was. That's what I assume, and it was just like a nod to them being in a bad relationship. Yeah. Uh, who was the uncle? So the uncle, whose brother is that? that His or hers? It's, it was, some, uh, her, it's her the brother. mom's cousin. Mom's now, cousin, so not the brother. It's, yeah. it's, that was the uncle. But they, okay. they say he acts like an uncle. He's closer to an uncle than like a cousin. Okay, but so I, another, another really subtle thing. Cousin. Another subtle thing. When, when they said, all right, yeah, my, my cousin stayed over in, in his room. It was like, oh, connecting the dots of all the bad things you just you saw in that room. The people, the... The, the, the magazines. Because at first you're like, oh, what the hell is this kid into? This is really getting weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes sense. There's another man involved. Okay. So we creeped out by the uncle. We think he's involved. I saw some theories going out there that the uncle uh, was a friendly face. Because there's people that say, so if you picked up on it, they said they were going to visit that new puppy. But mm-hmm. then the other puppy kid said they never had plans on it being to that day. So the kids yeah, so clearly left, and they lied about where they were going. So because because we we know we think we, they believe they went knowingly meeting someone. Yes, and also he they told their dad that the kid was bringing the puppy to the park, and the kid said, "No, I told them they could come here, but we didn't decide on today." So it was definitely a lie to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To get out. Yeah. Um, I uh, quickly on the uncle before we move on. I think he's. Probably going to end up being Julie's dad, the daughter's dad, but I think he's going to be a red herring. He's not going to be the one who actually did it. Yeah, I saw that floating around that he he's the real dad there, which would be interesting. It'd be wild. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate, but yeah. <laughs> it's the South. Yeah, his name is uh, Dan O'Brien, which is my last name. That's too bad for you. <laughs> I I think another important thing that they made note of uh, when they're interrogating all the all the the, the school kids and everyone around. They were like, "All right, well, he's lying. Well, yeah, he's lying. But is it is it a is it a lying lying or is it just a teenager lying? Because they're they're already just, they're making the differences between the, the levels of lying. Oh yeah, so they I did think, that with uh, the dad as well. Yeah. So I think the the uh, will lying about where they're going. I think that might be just that might end up being just like the lower level lying. Like, yeah, I need an excuse to get out of the house. We're gonna go meet this dog up here. We've yeah. all lied to our parents. I had to get out of the house. You know." Yeah, yeah, there was another quote like the the in the 90s the detective said and you believed him and he was like you you believe he's a trustworthy person or something like that he's like I believed him about that I don't know if he's filing his taxes or whatever something like that. <laughs> so yeah. so there that's another play on like the levels of lying people do. And what mm-hmm. what do you have to believe and what do you have to believe and that's that was a kind of theme. Uh what about the character the trash man? Dude rides his go-kart with a tractor hooked up behind him around town, and the whole town knows him as the trash man. That's the kind of character that I love, like in a small town. Yeah, he's going to be the uh, he's going to be the target of the of the local scorn for sure. They already started. Towns have these weird people. In my yeah, town in yeah. Ill- in Illinois, we had a guy that would walk around with three tennis balls, and he would bounce them, juggling them, and he would just walk all day, just everywhere. We had one of them, only he had sticks he would throw around. <laughs> Same guy? Uh, the trash man had my my favorite line in the whole the whole two episodes. What was that? Which was, I don't know if it's going to be loud enough 
for us to hear, but um, this line. You like kids, generally. Do. What the fuck's the right answer to that? That's the right answer. <laughs> he's, he's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love kids. Oh, so you're starting yeah, sexing. Okay. No, I don't like kids. Oh, so you killed them. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck? That was one of my favorite lines. The other line was when they were beating up that prison, that, that pedophile dude, and mm-hmm. he was describing the prison rape. I have that line queued up, too. Put him okay. in the the parole violated, he'd be back in right field tomorrow. Full sentence. Talk shit about us. I have monstrous niggas fuck him to death in his cell. You hear me, boy? He will bleed black cock. That was a vivid description of prison rape. Jesus. <laughs> it's aggressive. You will, you will bleed black cock. That, yeah, that, that was very uh, terrifying. That was good. Crazy. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, I loved his partner's little reaction to it. I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah, that was a vivid description. We just, I mean, yeah, we beat the hell out of this man, threw him in the trunk, and, like, you know, almost threatened to murder him. But, wow, don't, you went too far. <laughs> I liked yeah. it earlier when they were, when they were, like, trying to get out get out of him when they first started beating him up. And it's like, hey, we're here to listen. If you want to start talking, we're here. <laughs> yeah. He was just so casual and cool about it. I loved it. It's crazy. Yeah, that like 80s and 70s dirty cop where they want to do the right thing, but they're just not going to give a fuck about the rules to do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the scene when he tracks everything and the dogs and he finds Will laying there like in prayer with his hands folded? Again, I thought. I thought sorry. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I was going to say, again, I thought Mahershala Ali was just fantastic. Him, like, casually putting together what he knows is going to be at the end of this trail. And then just the look of despair on his face when he gets to the cave and sees the body. So he said there was dogs, right? Or there were dogs? Dog trackers with the other people. Yeah. What's that? Say it again. He's, there was dogs tracking with the, with the crowd, with the search party. Oh, Okay. And he wanted he wanted the dogs to do what? I didn't really catch what he was saying on this one. Well, see what what they what, he wanted the dogs to come to help out. The, there's the because there's the epicenter where, the, where it found Will. Get the dogs to smell Will, and then spread out from there, looking for uh, more clues. Because mm-hmm. they needed a okay. scent. And, yeah. Because it was too dark for him to track. So another but thing he, on Reddit. Then he went a little... Another thing on Reddit is in a trailer for seas for this season. Someone like went through the trailer frame by frame. And there's photos that show Will in that same exact pose, like before he was missing. Like someone had taken I, a picture of him in that pose already. I saw that too, and if I read through the thread, and somebody also shows the photo of Julie also is in that pose, and they have rosaries, so they think it's from their baptism or something. I don't know baptism, but some yeah. sort of... Yep. Okay, this feeds into my theory. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird. All right, so then that's that's in episode one, correct, or episode two? But then they find out that Julie's alive. That 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 was the end of episode one. Like they found her prince at a robbery ten years later, and mm-hmm. now that was like okay. So this is that's where we swung a little different from season one, because now we have an alive victim who they're going to try and find in 1990 storyline. Who we know that it seems like that if they do find her, they don't get any info out of it. I th- I think I think the bigger part of this whole series is going to be 1990 because 
the uh, the movie poster. It's the 1990 haircut. Okay. So well, I, th- I think I'm, that's good. Ca- I'm pumped up. Like that that got me going. I was like, oh, okay. I'm really in for this now. Mm-hmm. She that's that was a mm-hmm. nice twist to get me even hooked in deeper. Yeah. Do you do you want to do you want to hear my theory? Um. I think I think this this kind of relates and this could kind of fit right into there. As to why 1990 is a big deal, a bigger well, deal. There's only one detail we need to remind people of before we go into theories. Go ahead. Is yep. that the kidnapper or someone sent a note in, like, cutout letters that said, do not worry, Julie is in a good place and safe. The children should laugh. Do not look. Let go. And uh, I also just want to say the pedophile, Teddy LaGrange, is a perfect name for a bad guy. If I was to meet a yeah. Teddy Lagrange in real life, I'd be like, "I'm, I'm not going to mm, shake your hand, skeevy. sir." You, you're. A little I think part of that too is just the Lagrange name sounds similar to a lot of the names from season one. Yeah. Also, sounds like strange. Strange and like gross and Lagrange. Grange. Yeah. Yeah. Gruesome. Yeah. Just a. Uh, and Teddy, Teddy's creepy. Yeah. Fit. All right. There's no grown man named Teddy that actually you trust, except for you know Teddy Kennedy. Shane, let's hear your theory. Because I think we got it all wrapped up now. I think we've gone through everything, unless yeah. the, the, ev- all the big things, right? Yeah. Yep. Let's okay, hear your theory. I, okay. Well, give me a little bit of a little rope here. I don't think there was a murder. I think that they had an accident and that the, 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 the daughter or the sister panicked and left him there like rosary bees, like, like the religious thing, placed him because she thought that's what you're supposed to do. And leave a body, and she, in a panic, she, her like her stuff. That's what happened to their, her dolls. Um, and she goes on the run because why go home? She already hates. We know she hates her home life. They both of them do. Their their home life sucks. And I think she she probably could have written that that note says don't find, don't look for me because why would she? She knows that children have pretty you know pretty shitty handwriting. So and that's also like a very cartoony thing to do to do like the magazine stuff letters. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think the, the 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 story breaks down in 1990 because they pin it on somebody, they pin a murder on somebody, and I think that is the local government, like kind of like what we were talking about, Dave. You said the local government is dealing with sex stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the local government is using their strong arms to put someone who they don't want around in jail and frame them for this murder that actually was not even a murder, and they find that out in 1990, and everything crumbles and. And Mahershala loses his mind. Like, well, I put an innocent man in jail as a puppet. What do you think? I like the theory that they ran off and it was an accident and she placed him like that because that would be like a peaceful placing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's what happened. Me neither. I think the letter is too... Yeah. Like adult for a kid to be. Yeah, I don't think... But children should laugh and they don't have much uh, fun at home. They did make it like they spelled should wrong. It was S H U D in the spelling, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was an uh, interesting tidbit. So it's either someone dumb or maybe a child. The children should laugh. I don't think that sounds like an 11 year old would write that about herself. Yeah, maybe not. I like the maybe creativity like the kids. of it. Thank yeah. you. I'm thinking outside the box. I'm thinking because I, I, I agree with Dave. I don't think they should. The, People will be unhappy if it's another, you know, government conspiracy covering up a sex crime, sex ring, you know? Yeah. But so I'm I mean, thinking about away from that. So at, at the end right. of season one, 
someone pointed out that Marty and Russ did say like you're not going to catch them all, but we got ours. I don't yeah. know if that which, leads which that... is leads into my theory. Yeah. If you want to play the soundbite I asked you to pull, yeah, uh, here it is. It's quiet again. Did you know at various times since large scale pedophile rings connected to people of influence were uncovered in the surrounding areas? Do you know about the Franklin scandal? It's been theorized that the straw dolls are a sign of pedophile groups like the Crooked Spiral. I don't think that's right. So the Crooked Spiral that they're mentioning is season one. <laughs> and this, the, like the most recent timeline in this is the most recent timeline of season one. It's not present day. It's not 2018, 2019. It's 2015 when, they, when True Detective season one is set. So I think this is part of the same pedophile ring. And then, so that's what I thought last night when I was watching it and reading Reddit today. Other people think the same thing because the dolls also had yellow flowers that they were holding. So they think it's part of people still worshiping the Yellow King from season one. And that's going to be the big twist is that it's all part of one larger case. But then, see, I I did read one article and it said that the the... the creator came out came out and said that uh, it was just a hat tip to season one that's all that was but i mean if people are guessing that and that's your big twist you're not going to be like well you guys got it after one episode you're gonna know. lie that was that was that was obvious i mean i don't pick up on a lot of things but i picked up a cro crooked spiral we all know I, I get a long story career of missing the blatantly obvious things so if i picked up on it i mean it was meant to be seen yeah, but I I don't know. I think what you're thinking is what the average person thinks. Okay, yeah, maybe. And it's really going to, like uh, Jimmy said, at the end of the first season, they say they didn't get them all. They just got the ones they were investigating. And yep. this isn't too far from the same spot. This is but, in Arkansas, and the other one's in Louisiana. But they right. could also just be saying Pretty bad close. guys. Can't get them all. They're well, no, they're, they're talking about that particular... Were pedophile they? ring with the government officials and everything, and the rich people who they wouldn't be able to ever pin it all on. Hmm. Maybe. I'd I'd rather it not be a big ring of people like it, a conspiracy. I think it is going to be, but I'd rather it not be. Which one you like better, me, me or Dave's theories? Um. I'd actually like. I think I'd be more happy if yours was true because it's more interesting and different. Where, Thank like you. we're saying, if it's season it one again, be, I don't know. I'd rather not do that. But I'm I'm interested right now to see where it goes. Um, the girl who plays that reporter is so beautiful. She's from. I know. <laughs> she's she's from that movie eleven sixty two eleven twenty two sixty three the JFK James Franco that was on Hulu. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good series. Yeah, and she is so pretty, and I enjoy looking at her. She was also in Elias Grace on Netflix. Wait, is she is she Doris or Dolores, whatever, the main girl that he falls in love with? In 1160, uh, 1122? Yeah. Sadie, yes, she's Sadie. Sadie, Sadie. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that was her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... What do you think? So, she comes off as extremely annoying and, and picky in this in in 2015, but even so, beauty be damned, she's still like uh, pushing this poor guy's buttons, trying to get her story across. What how, what do you feel is going on with uh, the this merciless character now of 2015? 
what's the deal with the daughter? How did his how did his wife die? Why is there a rift there? I go I'll get all kinds of questions about the present day. Yeah. I, I, I sorry, go on. I, no, it's interesting. Um but before you said something about that that character, the girl, the pretty girl doing the interview. Mm-hmm. I think that she's being used to push to push how society and news today just use these keywords and think they're solving problems and sounding smart. Like, I, I, I made this into a clip as well. Well, I'm interested in the intersectionality of marginalized groups within authoritarian and systemic racist structures. If she says that, acting as if she's trying to benefit them and, like, being interested in them and throws all these big words their way, and him and his son look at each other like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're trying to I like, gave the biggest eye roll for that. You're trying that's to take my bullshit. life and put it into that, and I think that's a little shot at uh, like media and, and social justice warriors in, in a slight, slight way. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the episode did a good job of showing both sides of it because they were like, clearly that was poke, poking fun at like the hardcore left people who say things like that. But then they showed him in the past and he was saying, why didn't you try and stop them from doing this? They're your tribe. They don't listen to me clearly meaning about his skin color so he mm-hmm. did deal with it just the words they used weren't what real people use so he was laughing at them yeah i, th- I think she was she thinks she's trying to help out and do the right thing but in reality she's drudging up all these terrible terrible memories and not doing him a single favor she's actually just using him for her own benefit but she's too you know millennial conceited to even realize well another theory this is 100% from Reddit. I didn't think about this at all until I read it. Was that... Huh, yeah. No, um, good, good. Way to cite your sources. Was that the his wife is part of what happened. Because oh. he when, when he's listening to his recording, it's like, it's figure out how much they know is one of the things he tells himself which is in 2015, and he also mentions that he never ended up reading her full book. So I think he's going to, at some point while he was losing his mind, he read it and realized that she had details she shouldn't have had during that time period. So he helped cover it for her. And then he's like, he wants to make sure he doesn't accidentally give that away in the TV show. It's not a bad, that's not a bad thought. I, I, someone said like he's going to read her book and then that's going to help him solve it. That would be pretty interesting. The other thing is I saw some theories about how like that, the, the, the theme is going to be like, um, he's not being taken seriously because they're pushing him aside because he's black and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know. Mahershala Ali got sent the script for this and he was being asked to play, the the partner he was at Roland. being to play Roland because the head cop was white and there wasn't racial themes at all and Maharshal Ali sent back and said I want the lead and then him and Nick Pizzolatto went and like rewrote it and then they added in all this stuff about you know the racial tensions and all that so I can't I don't think that can play a role in the crime because it was changed after the fact so I thought that was something interesting people should that is. Know. But that makes sense to almost on Dave points too. Um, why he would leave the force in the nineties after because that's the pub, the book was published in ninety one or whatever. So if there was details in there that he should not have released, that's a good reason why he would leave the force. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. P- Pizzolatto also said that 
his memory loss is not giving us a unreliable narrator. Like everything that we see actually happened. That's not going to be a trick that is what's happening at the end. It's going to be like, Oh shit. He, he remembered that wrong. And that's why we got those scenes, which would suck. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's saying that's not going to happen. Yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think you can do an unreliable narrator good sometimes, but I'm glad this isn't that. You can't, you can't do it with three timelines running at the same time. That's just an extra convoluted effect that, that you don't want. Yeah. Yep. All right, anything else? Is that Keeping it? you up. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. Do we want to obviously save our rankings and all that till the series is finished? Probably. Yeah, yeah got to save it. But right now, it's, it's, um, I'm loving it. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about like going to Reddit because I'm, I'm doing way less than I did for season one and two because season two, Reddit figured out by like the third episode. They mm-hmm. had it answered. Mm-hmm. And then Westworld, Reddit had figured out by, like, the fifth episode. And they were pretty adamant, too. Like, it's this, it's this, it's this. Now, I don't think Reddit didn't figure out season one of True Detective, which made it great. But I don't want that to happen here. So I'm being, like, way more cautious than I used to be because I love going into the weeds. My favorite show was The Leftovers on HBO. That was a big time you spent all week reading theories. Really? Yeah. Something. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember the first season. Someone someone did figure it out, like, in episode three. Um, but it, it got shuffled to the bottom of the list because no one paid attention to it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that screen grab that said King, uh, Yellow King on it. Yeah, no, for Westworld, for the season one, Reddit had it figured out, like, and it was like the masses was like, this is what happened. Yeah, it, it was episode two as soon as they showed, um, what like the younger versions of them arriving to the park reddit was like oh there's different logos it's different time periods it's gonna be the man in black yes that's what it was that the man in black was the same as the man in white from the and it, and it was two different timelines and like right away they said it and then it was this big reveal in like episode eight but if you've been reading up on theories it was like accepted as that's the truth <laughs> six weeks ago damn so damn. I, I that kind of sucks and it's hard for so you like, want you want to try to pull back a little bit because you want to you want to look for the details. That's that's half the fun is is what looking up the little details you might have missed or the theories or whatever. Yeah, it's great because people. But you put don't a want lot to get spoiled either. The the set designs on season one and and this like they put a lot of thought having that picture frame come off the wall and then showing it like those are cool tidbits that people are putting a lot of thought to when they make the show. So I want to appreciate them and like find those little Easter eggs, but I don't mm-hmm. want the ending like a guarantee yeah. before it comes. I think moving forward, I'm going like, I'll still read the post episode, just like threads, but I'll stay out of any of the theory ones. Cause they're pretty good about marking which ones are which. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, uh, when, when I, my thing was back, cause I'm not really good at Reddit. I already told you guys earlier. Um, first, the first season KFC and Barstool did a bang up job every Monday, compiling everything and putting it on his posts. So that was that was good for me. It was real easy. He didn't. I was waiting all day for it. He didn't do it. He's not into it anymore. It sucks. He did that with the leftovers on HBO too, and they were so good. Ugh. He, he he's a great TV TV blogger, but he's just still freaking wrapped up in radio and podcasts and shoes. Yeah, That's where their money is those now. Dumb podcasts. Goddamn podcasts. They ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of this one. We'll be back next week. Uh, next Monday after we watch it on Sunday and uh, hope you join us 
Send us all your theories. Unless you're absolutely positive they're correct, then don't tell me. Well, that's the end of the show. See you guys later. Well, Bill. Bye-bye.